I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast where we talk about all the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two excellent co-hosts, Alex Zebart and Ann Stickney. Alex, Hello. how are you this week? Uh, I'm really good. Have we replaced Matt Rossi like a Matt Rossi soundboard? How are you this week? How I'm are trying you my this best, week? man. Why don't you just run <laughs> harder, okay? Try to get uh, used to this new thing we do. It's okay. I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've been playing mobile games again for some reason. I mean, even though that's a terrible trap, it's a horrible rabbit hole. You fall down and it's you a recover. trap. Two months later, you look up from your phone and you wonder what you just did. I looked at this. I gotta admit, talking about that, I read this interview with a guy who was playing the Game of War one. Yeah. And oh my God, he described that thing in a way that actually physically fr- terrified me. Like yeah, ah. I was- I, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend about this recently. Apparently, I don't know what she read. Apparently, she read it somewhere that Game of War is like the mobile EVE Online that it's dominated by rich businessmen with a lot of disposable income. Yeah. So I mean. there being a high monetary barrier to entry is apparently like an allure for these guys. Like it's it's their game pretty much. So that's how they have this advertising fifty you know, budget, million fifty million upped Yeah. Not just, dude, have you seen the most recent commercials? Right, Carrie. Yeah, they've got, like, they're branching out into various other celebrities. I, I mean, okay, I don't want—I don't really want to go there, but given their clientele is older businessmen, okay, Mariah Carey, sure, have fun with that. Okay, well, at any rate, Alex has been playing mobile games. Yes. Do you want to talk about the one you're actually playing? Uh, I talked about some of the pre-show. I don't really go into it on the actual show, but I'm playing Dungeon Boss, which is one of those uh, grind a bunch of stuff, collect a bunch of heroes kind of games, and it's the least abusive one I've ever... Like, the last one I played was uh, Heroes of Dragon Age. That oh, one yeah. will take all of your money, and they will not regret it at all. Like they, that's, that's their job, is to take your money from you. And the whole game is built to be as obnoxious as possible. Yeah, Heroes of Dragon Age was not a good experience. Dungeon Boss is much more friendly. I'm happy with it right now. Okay, and at this point, we now move on to Anne. Anne, how have you been doing lately? 
I've been doing fine, and I'm so glad you guys said that about Heroes of Dragon Age, because I was thinking about trying it out, because I kept seeing things about it. Don't. Yep. Stay away. Okay, uh, it was, I, I had fun with it at first, and after I had started playing it, after I'd been playing it for a couple weeks, they actually revamped the whole game to make everything harder and more expensive. Oh, it was it was an it was fun until they're like uh you can't have fun anymore you got to give us more money and they changed everything to be more expensive yeah it, Ooh. it was it was as bad as the the more recent Final Fantasy one which is not, also not good the Final it's, Fantasy uh, mobile game is beyond bad the one where you collect like the Final Fantasy characters yeah you basically you can't do anything without spending a ton of money. Uh, I I downloaded it. I played it for about an hour. I didn't really understand why everybody in my social media feed was going crazy for it, and then I uninstalled it. It seemed really yeah. boring. So yeah, don't 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 play that Dragon. That's not okay. I'll just skip it then. The only yeah. reason I wanted to play it was because it said Dragon Age on it anyway. So and that's not really a very good reason. Playing <laughs> characters was pretty cool, but the, they they ruined it. <laughs> they made it a total cash farm. I'm so bummed. That that kind of stinks. I got lost in Tanan Jungle today. I actually, like, lost track of time messing around in in Tanan Jungle today, which was... Not actually lost. No, I wasn't actually lost because I have flight now. So if I do get lost, I can just hop on a flying mount, fly up in the air and go, oh, okay, I'm right here. No, I just, I got... ruining blizzard. I got caught up in, in chasing rare spawns because that just seemed to be right up my alley of things I wanted to do that day for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know. I didn't get any new toys. I was kind of mad about that. But I got, like, a couple of blueprints that I was missing, so that was good. Yeah, I've, it's funny. I've basically been leveling. I think I'm up to four alts I'm currently leveling at once, plus the live stream. So I don't know why I've suddenly become alt guy. Well, all my alts leveling? Around, yeah. Like, a couple yeah. months ago, I hit that point where it's like, uh, I did everything I want to do with this expansion. I think I'll stop. And I haven't played very much at all. And in the last week or two, I've been like, I think I really want to play WoW again. And then I look at my character select screen, and I'm like, I, what do I even do? <laughs> I want to play, but I, I don't even know what I would do. I just do the live stream, and that's pretty much it right now. I've just been messing around. Like I said, I I went into Tanan Jungle because I was um looking for, like, material just for like writing breakfast topics and stuff like that. I figured, oh, I'll write something about Tanan. And then while I was there, all of a sudden in general chat, somebody said, hey, such such a rare is up. I'm like, oh, hey, I don't think I've killed that rare. I'll go jump in on that. So I went and jumped in on that. And then after I jumped in on that, someone else said, hey, this rare over here just spawned. And I said, ooh, another rare. So <laughs> I ended up just losing track of time. And then my dad, my dad comes in and goes, aren't you going to start dinner? I'm like, Oh, the clock. <laughs> Whoops. So yeah, that's the first time that's happened in a while. Yeah, well, for me, it's basically been good. experiencing the horde stuff that I haven't played yet. Mm. I was leveling a blood elf. One of my one of my elves is a blood elf, so I've been leveling that and experiencing that. Man, the blood elf story—it's a little weird now. Yeah, you know, in my in my whole, I'm not sure what I want to do, even though I want to play WoW thing. I rolled a blood elf. I got to level four. And I was like, I actually, this is me. I logged off. <laughs> no, I got I got past level four pretty easily. It was just. I'm I'm doing all of my leveling heirloomless just to experience mm-hmm. it and plus, you know plus it got me a post. Uh, so I was running around doing stuff and I just got to a point where you you're supposed to go talk to the leader of the horde. Right. And they they've switched horde leaders twice since this was, you know since <laughs> this started. Originally it was Thrall and then yeah. it was Garrosh and now it's Vol'jin. It's Vol'jin. Yeah, it's just you know 
it's really strange. It's like cognitive dissonance when you head over to Vol'jin and he's like, you know, and it's like the weirdest thing too is like Vol'jin is the war chief, but you're doing quests and everyone's talking about Garage. I sort of wish that like for the purposes of those quests, the ones where Garage you have to go and talk, no, it, it, instead of having to physically go to Orgrimmar, you step through a portal into an instanced version and in that instance version, the proper person was in charge. But then that still wouldn't make sense because then when you actually went to Orgamar, it's like, oh, wow, okay, so things have changed hands twice over. That's weird. I mean, instead yeah. of having you specifically introduce yourself to the leader, they could just say, go to Orgamar, check out our capital city, whatever. Just uh, visit Orgamar, not visit Thrall or Garrosh. Or honestly, know the orc. He'll show you around. Quite frankly, do you know who you should go see? And it should just be who you go say Sorry. is Sylvanas. Sylvanas? She's right there. She's the one sponsoring you guys to go into the Horde in the first place. And she hasn't changed twice. You know what I mean? It just. But she's not the head honcho. so. Just uh, go to her and she's like, I'll take care of it. And you move on with your day. I'll like, get these papers processed for you. Yeah. Go have fun playing with my dead friends. Yeah, because, you know, I'm actually important in the Horde and you are nobody. <laughs> I'm playing nobody. My biggest achievement was I killed a dude who's only appeared in a manga. I mean, come (laughs) on. That's like, why am I suddenly going to talk to the leader of the Horde? The leader of the Horde has better things to do than to talk to me. So does Sylvanas, really. But, you know, hey, at least it makes a little sense. Well, they send you to her. Like, you go to talk to her, and she's like, okay, cool. I'm glad you got that stuff taken care of. Now go see Thrall. I guess if she just said, I'll take care of the rest of it, that would kind of take care of that. But yeah, um, basically my point is that it's kind of some some of the 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 eleven plus years of this game has left some really weird, encrusted you know game strata that just is all over the place and is very confusing at times. That's yeah. like that's that's. So I'm afraid fun. that I'm afraid Cataclysm has scared them away from doing any kind of updates, and Burning Crusade is going to be this weird time warp for the next twenty years of World of Warcraft or whatever. I think everything yeah. has changed. Not Burning Crusade. I think what bothers me and maybe this is something that they'll look at in the future if they do introduce new races or whatever is that these starting level experiences yes obviously you know they introduce the goblins and the worgen during this particular cataclysm expansion whatever and the blood elves and the draenei were introduced during the burning crusade expansion i feel like the quests and stuff that are involved with these starting experiences for these new races any low-level starting experience when it's introduced should just be written in a bubble that exists outside of every... Like, make sure that nothing in there mentions current events because those current events aren't going to be current in a year's time. Yeah, but the problem is, is, is that's not even... It's not limited to the starting experiences. Yeah, I know. Every race has this problem because my wife and I rolled humans the other day and wow, is that weird. Well, like, because it got revamped in Cataclysm, yeah, so exactly. it's set to be current with Cataclysm timeline. Yeah, that, that's the mistake that I think of Cataclysm, yeah. is that these updates, they were all based around Deathwing. He was that's, only yeah. there for Cataclysm. Yeah, exactly. There's this weird, like, it, there's still, like, when you go to Ashenvale, because I'll use Ashenvale as an example because I was just there. Yeah. Ashenvale has a ton of stuff that has nothing to do with Deathwing, and that stuff's all fine. Yeah. Ooh, there's demons over here. Oh, the horde's being kind of jerks. I mean, you know, sure it's because of garage, but the horde, horde being jerks doesn't really require a lot of justification. But then you have like this one thing where like fire elementals are sent by Deathwing to destroy the place. Like, but he, that dude's done, didn't he? Like, he ain't back, is he? Like, I didn't hear about that. 
And it's just, it's weird. It's weird frozen moment that just hangs there. It, it calls attention to the fact that this is, you know, when it, the original Ashenvale, for better or for worse, like it had some problems in terms of quest flow. Ashenvale wasn't perfect. It, in fact, it was a pain to do because stuff was all over the place and there was no way to get to it. But it had the advantage of nothing in particular caused these problems. They were just problems. They were just there. Yeah, like it oh, was in oh, a bubble. It, it, it just it existed in a bubble where it was like things are generally bad because these two factions are clashing. Okay, yeah. well that's never going to end because these two factions are always clashing. So that's cool. But the moment you bring a name into it, yeah, you and have no guarantee that that name is going to be indefinitely relevant. And definitely in the case of Cataclysm, he didn't stay relevant very long. No, not at all. So it's well, I mean, kind of what did he do? He just kind of flapped around a few zones, set them on fire, and then we killed him. Yeah. So it's it's really bizarre now. Like it must have been weird for Pandaren coming through. I feel, yeah. like, but at this point, you know, it's like just Poor nuts. Pandaren. Yeah. <laughs> they had a wonderful the 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 Pandaren. The starting experience for the Pandaren was actually really well done because again, it existed in a bubble, and really you didn't experience anything that had to, to to do with the outside world until the tail end there when you ran into the alliance and horde and even that at least it was post cata yeah like it was it, it was, was just it was kind of it was kind of oh these two dudes were fighting on sea at sea and they ran into our island oops yeah you know there's there's certainly something to be said for that yeah. all right we should probably move on and talk about um some top stories sure because the first one i think is a pretty big deal oh uh, yeah the Overwatch beta will be streaming this week, uh, Thursday, I believe, the 15th? Yep, Thursday. And uh, there will be on Twitch. two streamers, and they're actual Twitch streamers, they're not just Blizzard employees. These two streamers will be playing with Blizzard employees, and there will be two different perspectives you can watch. And they specifically said this is to build up to the beta, so it's it's coming. Which means that even though we don't know an actual date for the beta as yet, we now know that it is well enough along that they can invite people to go stream it. I'm, and just, yeah. I'm excited and that we'll be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But from what I understand, they've been inviting like YouTubers and Twitch streamers to Blizzard to play it. But this is the first time it'll be shown, like actual unedited gameplay shown publicly. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That that gets us a bit further along. It's not really surprising that they're doing this now because BlizzCon is in less than a month now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of hope that it releases, the beta comes out before BlizzCon, but that seems really unlikely. I mean, if it does, it won't be much more. I mean, Even the reason it, I hope it comes the beta comes out beforehand is, so number one, if they don't, I feel like they're going to do the thing they did with World of the Draenor, where if, the, if it isn't playable yet, they're just going to rehash everything we already know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would like to open up the opportunity to learn something new or give, let them be able to talk about it knowing the public has some experience. And the second one, if people who are like conducting interviews at developers, if they've maybe had a chance to play it, they can they ask, can better, ask questions. better questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Uh, also, in addition to that, um, the BlizzCon 2015 schedule is out. So if you want to know what they're looking at, it's a, it's a first look, I believe. Uh, interestingly, but... they took it back down. Yeah, I suspect it, it was there and then it wasn't. I suspect so. this is an early version that they didn't intend it to post Oops. yet. Yeah. Somebody pushed it live, and they shouldn't have pushed it live, but we have we a general idea of... We have no idea what it's like for stuff to go live when you didn't mean it to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've never done that before. And, yeah. uh, they took it down from the website, but it's still in the mobile app. 
Is it so, still on the mobile app? If you have the mobile app, yeah, I believe so. Because I don't think they can as easily take that stuff down. Let me check. I, I can open up my phone right now. I was going to say, I don't think I actually put the app on this phone yet. I, I haven't opened I the app since last year's BlizzCon. So I did. It says November 7th and 8th, 2014. Yeah, I've got the 2014 schedule in here. Oh, well, mine just failed to reload. So maybe it's not on the mobile app anymore. <laughs> doesn't matter. We know at least, say, you know. My, mine still has the 2014 schedule in it, so I don't know. Don't know what to tell I'm, I'm looking forward to the 2014 BlizzCon. That's going to be interesting. It'll be fascinating, I'm sure. We get to find out about World of Draenor finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, since they took it down, this is undoubtedly an early version of the schedule, but one thing that I found really interesting is uh, there's only one Diablo panel, which and it doesn't. So it doesn't seem like we're getting a Diablo expansion. I think some people are really expecting that. It seemed about that time. Yeah, yeah I was kind of hoping we'd see something about that. I'm expecting honestly, if they don't announce a Diablo expansion, then I think they're probably going to have to announce another game because Diablo three was a big enough game that it kind of. I, I can't imagine like Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, wanting to not hit that again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you know, I really did expect an expansion because it's it's about that time, and if they are doing another Diablo game, they're still not going to announce it here because there's only one Diablo panel, and it didn't seem like it was the kind of panel that would like have meat. But this is an early schedule; things could change. Yeah, they're probably still feeling everything out. But alrighty, we should probably do emails now. So uh, as always, if you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, we'd love to get your your questions about anything really. We've talked about whatever games you want, uh, you know, Blizzard ones. Uh, pretty much anything you want to talk about, we're more than happy to get, at least give it a shot. Uh, first email is from Seven Moons. And his email is as follows. I'm t- I shouldn't assume you're. I'm sorry, that was bad. Uh, Sup Watchers, big fan. I got a question about the Titans and how much they actually know. You will think this is the stupidest question you've ever read, but please hear me out. Oh, no, no, Seven Moons. <laughs> Don't worry, Seven Moons. I have seen some questions, my friend. No, no, you, you have nothing to worry. Uh, in six years, I haven't seen a single scrap of evidence anywhere that says the Titans even know that the Legion is still a threat since Sargoras left their company. All their f- facilities talk about the old gods. All their defense systems feature old gods. All their planetary management protocols detail old god shenanigans. Am I not seeing the giant billboard in the skybox that says Titans are fighting the Legion totes? Or is this an assumption we make simply because Sargeras is a fallen Titan, and so of course the others should know? Just to play devil's advocate, does the, the Pantheon even know that Sargeras betrayed them? There's no actual record of any interaction or confrontation. Do they think Sargeras is their fiery Lich King? Uh, thanks for answering and eat my ridiculous question, ever downloading Seven Moons. Uh, well, I, they do know he betrayed them because one of them replaced him. Yeah. And has his broken sword. Well, one half of it. Uh, there's Gorsalach and Talar. I can't remember the other one. Right? Um, Gorbal, Gorbal and Talisach are the split off ones, I think. And the original one was Gorsalach, I think. But I can't Gors- 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 Yeah. So. This is a ch. This is a ch at the end, so I think it would make a k. Gorsalach. Well, at any rate. Gorsalach, yeah. At any rate, uh, so they know he went off and, and broke his sword and went crazy. They're aware of that. As to whether or not they're actually... The thing is, is those facilities that we have on Azeroth are incredibly old. They were made back when Azeroth was still new. Yeah, I, I suspect every Titan facility we have on Azeroth predates the whole Legion thing. And they don't run like automatic app updates or anything like that either. Yeah, in Obviously, because yeah, otherwise, yeah. you know the whole thing in Ulduar would not have been a thing. 
In order to get an update, you have to kill the guy that was running the place? Yeah, that sends out a signal, and then somebody shows up and says, uh, what's going on here? But usually what happens is they rework a planet, and then they move on, and they don't typically come back yeah, um, once the whole thing with, they're satisfied. The whole thing with Loken was basically the plan to get them to send a troubleshooter, essentially. Like, Loken got himself killed by us so that the old gods would send a debugger and he would be like, oh, wow, this place is totally messed up. Alcalon is basically, he's like one of the people in the Titans IT department. Yeah, he he was going to reboot the whole thing. He was going to come out and just reboot everything. He's going to unplug it, plug it back in. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the Titans are artists. They create a work, they move on to the next one. They don't look back at that old one until they get a notice that some, like, reckless editor is making unapproved Banks changes came out and defaced their property then they come back and they go no 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 that is not the plot of my book stop screwing with it <laughs> put it back how it was oh gods oh we would put old gods in what here is this, this? Is a, simple, <laughs> a simple story about a planet you didn't need old gods now it's all it's creepy beautiful. and and <sighs> it's completely covered in little pink and blue things what is this as far Why as we... oops sorry go ahead no, oh, no, that's fine. I was, just I was gonna be... say, as far as knowing whether or not the Titans are fighting the Legion, we don't really know, but we can kind of assume that maybe this whole planetary ordering thing is part of their plan to work on defeating the Legion. Maybe, although it was something that they were doing before, and it's something that they're still doing. So no, there doesn't seem to be any like really active hey, we're going to go ahead and defeat the Legion thing going on. But we haven't heard anything from the Titans either. The I mean, only maybe the planet that we have on is right now really, is a giant laser. Yeah, the only record that we have of the Titans and what they were doing is, is the stuff that was left there when they were on the planet however many thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of years ago. Keep so, in mind, like, you know, we know from Mr. Pandaria, for instance, that the Mogu actually freaked out because they weren't hearing anything from the Titans. The Titans just straight up stopped talking to Azeroth. They left everything in place, and they took off. We, we have no idea what they're... So, it, it, are they fighting the Legion? Maybe. I, I don't think anyone's ever actually said. The, if the Legion is fighting the Titans, they haven't brought it up. Um, and I don't think the Legion would really want to fight them. At least, you know, Sargeras is outnumbered pretty heavily. It, it's just him. Like, the Legion definitely seems to be his attempt to destroy the Titans' projects... And less directly of fighting them. Like he doesn't. It, it, well, you have no idea. He wants to undo what they're doing. He doesn't it's really a, want to do anything to them. War. It's a what? Sorry, Sorry it's Alex. A self-esteem war. <laughs> they're destroying the things they love instead of taking them head on. <laughs> Something like that, I guess. This is the ultimate cosmic downvote. <laughs> he he did a, not. He did not like this. We have a quick question from the chat room where right. we have. It looks like Richard from Reddit, forum uh, moderator, read commentator. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just want to know when BlizzCon is. November and Blizz- 6th and 7th. Yep, November 6th and 7th. We will be covering stuff. We will be there yeah. covering stuff from Legion. So, yeah. Okay, so Seven Moons, basically, the your question was hardly all that bad. No, it we, wasn't a bad question at all. And we don't really know one way or the other what if they know. They, they have not bothered to share that information. However, Warcraft Chronicle, once again, coming out next year might address this stuff because it's going to go into the Titans in detail. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, next email is from Juno Simi. Yeah, that's what his Juno Simi is, how he pronounces it in this thing there. Uh, uh, Troll Rogue. Because why would that have a hard J? Uh, Juno. Like Juno, Alaska, but not. But, but you know Simi. 
they're a rogue. You know, see me. It shouldn't have a hard J, even though there's a hard J in the pronunciation. Yeah. I get why you're, I get what you're saying, but that's how he told Ju, me. To because it. Juju, because he's a troll. Troll. Anyway, okay. I'm all right, trolls. Fine. <laughs> I hey, didn't Walkers. account for bad accents in video games. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I remember your talk about Karazhan and how it was created by a giant explosion in BC. My question is: Is Karazhan the raid version of Benjamin Button? What I mean is, Karazhan has only been around since BC, and when we walked in, it seems like it has been unkempt for an extended period of time. So was the explosion actually the beginning of Karazhan, and we are watching Karazhan go from being old to its younger days? The reason why I am thinking this is, if you remembered last year, there was that time when Karazhan had all of its cobwebs removed and the place looked a little newer. So are we going to ha- see a newer version of Kara in Legion? Just something I was thinking about on my commute to work. Thanks all, keep up the amazing work. Well, first off, we didn't say it was created by a giant explosion in BC. We said it was created by a giant explosion at some distant point in the past. Which that could have been its end, and it's actually living backwards in that yeah. canyon. Yeah, that's the, the Benjamin Button question is theoretically possible, or you could look at it as Merlin from the Once and Future King. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's living backwards. But no, Karazhan has existed for a very long time. Long, and long, 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 long time. And for that matter, Medivh lived there, and Medivh didn't wasn't in BC. Yeah. So Medivh just sort of showed up one day and said, "Hey, this place looks pretty cool. I think I'll." This is the kind of tower I want to be evil in. I think I'll just stay here and be evil. Great. Yeah. The the whole thing with the cobwebs that was when it was data mined that they were messing around with the new Karzon map and kind of changing it up and cleaning it up. Yeah. I suspect that was either basically they said they were just messing around, uh, just toying with something. I suspect they were considering at the time or are still considering having Cadgar take it over and hire a, a maid into a butler. And then maybe this time the butler won't have to wear blinders. Yeah. No wonder there were cobwebs everywhere. The dude was dead and he had blinders on. <laughs> yeah. You know, really, what do you expect of him? Uh, I also keep in mind that the Kara has been used to like other stuff. Like it was when Wrath of Lich King came out, Kara had an extra boss added. Just, oh, just that was Wrath. so much fun. Yeah. So, and he was one of the the vampire elf undeads. The what were they called again? Selene. The Sand Lane. Sand Lane. Yeah. The Dark Fallen. The Dark Fallen. Yeah. The vampires. Right. Vampire blood elves. Yeah. So. I always thought that was fascinating, and they really should have done more with that. The idea that some races turn into different things when they get scourged. Like, you know, if, you know bl- blood elves who get scourged, if they get, like, you can make them into vampires. That's just cool. I just always like that idea. Vampire, scourge, blood elf. Sure. But, yeah, we don't... Karazhan is, is much older than that. If we gave you that impression that that was just a misstatement or something. No, it's it's been around for... We don't even know, but at least at least... Well before the first war. Burning Crusade was just when it became relevant to us. Yeah, I think that's where the conclusion was. We were just talking about it in the context of sea and also its origin. Yeah, but in in terms of, you know, we've been told it it will be important in some way in Legion. We don't know how. Uh, We obviously see Cadgar in in his bird form hanging out there. And I suppose if anybody has the right to hang out there, Cadgar does. Yeah. Um, You know, he worked there for a while and his boss went crazy. So I, you know. I, I don't know. It's, it's his inheritance. But, yeah, we, we just, for right now, all we know about it is we've, it's been mentioned and we may see more of it. So, okay, next email. This one is from Klug. We, we've talked about Klug before. We like Klug. Klug has Klug. a cool name. Klug. Uh, I'm going Klug. Klug. I don't care. I'm not I'm pronouncing his Klug. name Klug. You can? I'm going Klug. Uh, greetings, Matt, Matt, Ann, and Alex. It's Klug again. Now that Ann and Alex is here, I'll say it that way. From Alganis Hordeside. 
An old military friend and I are going to re-roll some Horde tunes. He only plays Alliance, his main's a Draenei priest. He almost started a Forsaken priest and asked me, how can the undead use light magic? Wouldn't they burn themselves? And if they can use light magic, why aren't there any Forsaken paladins? All I could tell him was that it was probably for faction balancing, and they make great shadow priests. My question for you all is, what race-slash-class combination bugs you? Thanks again, Klug. P.S. The Know Your Lore episode about the Titans and, and God was fantastic. My favorite one so far. Keep up all the fantastic work. Thanks, Clug. So what uh, combination Alex... bugs me? Um, none of them. I think a lack of bothers me rather than any that exist. Which is an argument Anabi had. Like, I don't, I don't care if there are more kinds of paladins. I don't care if there are more kinds of druids. I don't care if there's Draenei warlocks. I think that would be a really cool one to play. Uh, but I do. Any that exists that bugs me? None, none at all. What's the one that the lack of bugs you the most then? I would really enjoy playing. I don't care about the lore. Like, I think it would be really fun to play one. Why? And it might be something that would... All I ever play is humans. And, like, I think Draenei look really cool as... Not Draenei men. I think they look kind of ridiculous. Like, they're... I don't know. They're upper bodies. But, like, Draenei women, I think, look really cool as casters. Like, Draenei priests and Draenei mages. I want to do a Draenei warlock. Gnome hunters. I think there should be gnome hunters. I don't know why there aren't. Okay. It has it's... nothing to do with their size because they can be goblin hunters. Well, right, yeah. well, is there anything that actually bothers you that does exist? Mm, no, but I wish that they kind of flesh out some of the lore on the things that do exist, specifically the Sunwalkers. I, I want to know more about the Sunwalkers. Like, I not obviously it's a new organization that they just came up with, but I want to know more about Anshia and the Light and all that stuff. Okay. Right. If this question had been asked of me like five years ago, I probably would be super mad about some kind of combo. But at this point in in playing World of Warcraft, I just don't care. Play whatever. Let us play whatever. It's not that big of a deal to me anymore. Uh, I'll tell you honestly, I also don't get why, especially now that we have Blood Elf and Tauren Paladins, I don't get why we don't have Forsaken Paladins. At least a few Paladins died during the Third War. And we know that you can die and be raised by the plague and still be a paladin because Zerzeliax right there in, 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 in Exramas taunting us with his light based powers. Yep. Oh, but to answer your friend's question for second priests absolutely are burned by the light. Yeah. They're basically cauterizing themselves every time they cast a holy spell and any forsaken who gets healed with light is also getting burned. It's the exact same thing. And if you heal a Death Knight tank of any sort, if you're healing a Death Knight with, with the light, same thing. It, it's it like burns torture. Them. Yeah, they so hate it. Forsaken Priests, Forsaken Holy Priests are some of the most strong-willed priests out there. Or, or slightly masochistic. Or slightly masochistic, yeah, there is that. I Forsaken Paladins, I think it'd be cool to see a Forsaken Paladin. I just, I have this mental image, though, of them casting, like, Consecrate or something and just detonating. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can see that. Honestly, though, that's one of the things I actually think would be kind of cool Wait. about Forsaken Paladins because they'd be burning themselves with a light and constantly regenerating themselves. Right, like yeah. put paint this picture in your mind, okay? The ground parts. This dead paladin crawls out of the ground, looks at the scourge, and he ignites in holy fire, like he's dead and has not given up the fight. That's just the coolest mental picture to me. And like, that's something see, I would like, want to play. It'd be cool if the spell effects for a Forsaken Paladin were slight, like every time they cast a light spell, their body would turn black and you'd just see like There's embers crawl. No, embers crawling oh. up there. It, it'd be like Bolvar, only, only 
you know how Boulevard is, how he's just, all like cracked and yeah. and yeah, like that. Like it's just such a cool concept and aesthetic. Like this dude who is so strong in his faith that even death hasn't broken his will. He's Ooh. still this like pillar of the light and still on his crusade. Alusa mentioned it in the chat channel, and me too. I want Draenei robes. I'll tell you the one I wanted since BC. And then I'm actually going to answer his question because he didn't okay. ask me that. But the one I've wanted since BC is Blood Elf Druids. No. Because and here's why I want Blood Elf Druids. Botanica. A, there were yes, there are Blood Elf Druids in the Botanica. They're yep. all over the freaking place. Also, <sighs> we know from the lore of the game that Blood Elves had Druids before because the Druids were involved in making those big, you know, ritual stones that helped protect the area. For that matter. There, uh, maybe uh, maybe I forgot. There aren't human druids, right? Because if not, there no. should be. There, there, there should be the addition of Gilneas. The co- closest are the worgen, and the whole reason that the humans of Gilneas can be druids is because of the worgen curse. It well, like they, ties they into the night elves. Real druids, though. They like they had no. the harvest witches or whatever. The harvest which witches, yeah, had. yeah. They, they actually and did have one that. Gilneas is outside Stormwind now. You can go visit her uh, by that lake behind Stormwind. Yeah, but she's a worgen. And that's why she's a full-fledged druid. They had something that was similar. They think they had a primitive offshoot of druidism. That was. It's funny because Gilneas is really interesting because there's places in the in the Eastern Kingdoms. I'm going to actually answer his question because this is. I, I feel like a jerk and I keep getting sidetracked. To answer your question, one the one race class combination that really kind of bugs me that I don't really like. Um, it's it's Forsaken Hunters, but I'm not that bothered by it. I just want to see more. I'd like to have actually seen Nathanos Maros teaching them how to be shadow hunters. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, I want to see, or, or having Sylvanas do it. Like, have an actual thing. Every so often, the, the game kind of lacks orders. That's one of the things about Legion I actually kind of like was the idea of class orders, but I don't feel like they're going to do it the way I want them to. I wanted there to like, actually be like NPCs around you know, who really hook your, your race into the class. Where you actually feel like, you know, the, the, the Blood Elves have it. They have the Far Striders. And the Night Elves yeah. have it because they have, you know, Sentinels all over the bloody place. But there's no real good hook for Forsaken Hunters. There no, there's no, here's, you know, here here we are. We're the, we're the Shadow Hunters. You can come, you know, do Dark Huntery stuff with us. Dark Rangers, I guess they'd be. And that's the thing. I, I, I just wanted more of that. But, man, I really want to talk more about the whole... Uh, it's driving me nuts. All right. Move on I'm to just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm not going to talk about Blood Elf Druids anymore because we will. Yeah, the show will be that. Yeah. The show will be that discussion. But all right, next yeah, uh, email. You know how, well, uh, real quick, you know how I was saying, like, uh, if you asked me years ago, there was probably something I'd be really angry about. I'm not angry about it anymore, but when they added it, I really was angry about it. Torn Paladins. Yeah. It really bothered me because they were something that was not a Paladin. Like, they were a totally different, like, lore thing. Like, it just didn't make sense that they would make them paladin like it just didn't fit but now i'm like i don't care be a paladin be a normal I, paladin. I just wanted I them care. to develop that whole story that was kind of leading into it i wanted them to develop that story more i don't and understand they didn't what... do it they just gave like kind of an introduction and just like they gave kind of like a little introduction to the shenrilar coming back to the night elves yeah but they didn't they didn't expand on it and if they ex- had expanded on it i it was it was something that could have been a really cool moment and they didn't take advantage of it well, at least with the Chandralar, the Chandralar are at least something that Night Elves used to have. Yeah. Night Elves had mages. I would have liked it if they they vaguely hinted that the Torin priests learned their Torin priestiness from going to Northrend and seeing other races having priests. Yeah. 
And they, I would have liked it if they'd established that the Torn looked at Paladin and said, we should have that, and then found their own traditions to make it work. Then it would have been a combination of it still would have had all the stuff that's neat to me about Torn lore, but it would have also had, we got this because we saw other people doing it and thought, yeah, we could do that. And then it would make sense that they call themselves Paladins because they are copying Paladins. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? I think the, the, the essence of why it bothered me is because Paladins were a very specific kind of thing. And yeah. their, uh, the armor sets were very specific aesthetics. Like, they were based around uh, the aesthetics of the Light and the Holy Warrior. And the Tauren was more like this tribal sun god worship, which aesthetically is a very different thing. And I was afraid that we would lose some of that, like, the essence of the Paladin in armor sets and end up with these more tribal Tauren-y things. I don't think that's really been an issue, but that was my fear at the time. I just, I wanted to see more of that exchange that happened between Apani and like in Thunder Bluff there before Cataclysm hit, they had that discussion in Thunder Bluff. Like you could go listen in on it and they were talking about it and they were talking about Northern and all of that. And I just, I wanted to see more from that. I wanted to see more like a quest or something, some sort of chain that you follow. It would have been cool. (laughs) And and the gnome hunter thing. Uh, there was a time like gnome hunters previously i would agree gnomes don't really make i I don't really care they can be hunters if they want to but i would agree it didn't really make that much sense because previously the hunter was so focused on the pet it wasn't i mean the pet was the central hunter but now you know make make gnome hunters make their pets mechs and 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 now that legion is kind of changing it so you don't have to have a pet I think they could get gnomes in there and be like, okay, we're just going to assume that all gnomes just have really cool guns. Like, they're all about their gun or whatever. They're but all if about people their... want to play Beastmaster, they can. All about their gun or, like, if they want to play with pets, make their pets mechs. Make them robots. I don't know. Be cool. Yeah. All right. Next email is from Alagaros, uh, U.S. Manoroth. Hey, Watchers, I was wondering why it seems like we gain nobody new in any of the expansions. It seems as though Blizzard sticks with established characters instead of attempting to build up a new hero from the ground up. Same goes with enemies. Garage was introduced in BC, and there seems to be one of the only new introductions I can come up with. Thanks. URL. Except she's not following with Delegion, so is she abandoned or is she <sighs> Yeah, I think that is actually part of the problem. It's not that we don't get new people. It's that we don't get to see them come along often. They don't stick around. Um, like, for instance, we lo- we had Admiral Taylor. He actually came up in Cataclysm as, like, I think he was Captain Taylor? Yeah, Lieutenant like Taylor. That. yeah. And then, you know, he we see him, and he's in Cata. Then he comes up, and we see him in Mists of Pandaria, where he's up to an Admiral. And then, you know, we get to Draenor, and something happens to him. And if you don't know what happened... Or well, Nazgrim. Yeah, Nazgrim didn't even get to make it to Pandaria. I no. mean, to, to Draenor, but... They, they create new characters and either abandon them or murder them. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen anything, like, from the... The Commander Krenna character, I think Krenna's the one that died. I can't remember if it's Krenna or if, like her sister died. But these two orc sisters in, in Grizzly Hills, we haven't seen anything of them since. They haven't come back. They were in a short story back when we were, they were having the Garage short story. They appeared in that, and mm-hmm. that's basically been it. Garage is one of the few that got built up. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Alex just Krenna, mentioned Krenna was the sister. She was the one that died. The one that took over was, I want to say, Gorgana. Maybe, yeah. If I remember right. But I mean, yeah. those those two didn't really they didn't move beyond Grizzly Hills, but they were there. Uh, there that's the I think you know like Alex said I think the problem is that they they show up and then they get murdered or they show up and then you never see them again. Like Taoshi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taoshi. They, they, they 
Like, URL, I mean, previous expansions had new characters they built up over the course of the expansion, and Taylor survived three expansions, and he's gone. And URL had more, like, central focus on her, and he's like, okay, she's going to be a new addition to the main cast. Awesome. We have somebody new that'll, you know, stand alongside Jaina and Varian and so forth. And then she's just gone. She's like, nope, she's not coming. (laughs) If you need us, we'll be right here. And then, you know... Like, we totally do need you, URL. Please, 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 <laughs> yeah. real bad. We need you. Well, it's like you I mean for all that. I think a lot of us would probably say that we don't want to see any more Grom. It makes even less sense for Grom to stay on Draenor. For one thing, a lot of people are mad at him. Like you know, seriously, he he ticked off a lot of people. Secondly, he should have this huge anger thing towards the Burning Legion, shouldn't he? You would think. Shouldn't I he be like? See- you know, I want to see Grom come to Azeroth specifically because I want to see Grom visit his own grave. Yeah. So you can put him in there too. <laughs> no, I just want to see him visit his own grave and kind of come to terms with, oh, oh, yeah, okay. We this left is out. Like two, two realities in which I've been a colossal, you know, jerk. Maybe I should do something about that. For, I mean, for all, again, if you don't want to see him, you don't want to see him, but it's like, it doesn't make a lot of sense for him not to come along. And? There's just, there's like... The, the problem with, like, you know, we we don't want to tell that story. We want to tell a new story. Great. Tell a new story, but include these characters. I mean, I, of all the characters to come along, Cadgar is like, fine, I guess Cadgar would come back. He is from here. I, I, I guess I can't really justify. No, Cadgar, you stay here. Why would I stay here? I don't live here. You do now. We're going. I, 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 I could... loved the fact that Garrosh kind of, like, persisted after Burning Crusade because he, he didn't seem like. You know, at the end of that whole thing that happened in Negrand in Burning Crusade, it felt like, oh, okay, here's closure. And then he kind of popped up again. And when he popped up again, it was like a, ooh, now what? Now what's going to happen? You know, it was interesting. And it followed through all of these expansions and you really got to see him progress. And I don't think that we've had anybody introduced since then that's had that kind of momentum. We've gotten to see like... There's been characters who've popped up again. Like yeah. For instance, Chromie's been around since the original game, and she keeps popping up. Yeah. But she doesn't do much of anything. She's like not she's, a major, major player. Yeah. She she shows up. She's like, "Hi, I will do you know I will do magicy things for you now, and every so often you'll remember that I'm actually a dragon." <laughs> it kind of but, feels like if you're not if the character isn't an original faction leader or isn't from the RTS games, you can assume they're either going to die. Or disappear one day. And even if they are an original faction character, they might die or disappear. Like Kael'thas. Kael'thas was done in one I mean, uh, I mean, like the in-game racial leaders. I think the only yeah. one that has gone away is Magni. And they keep, like, they keep hinting at, oh, he's actually going to come back. Well, yeah, but I mean, they, they can certainly not be faction leaders anymore and still stick around, too, for that matter. Somebody yeah. mentioned Rathion in the chat channel. And yeah, that's one of those characters that I really hope they keep carrying through. Even yeah. he didn't have... I mean, he had a cameo he, role in Warlord. He had a cameo role in Warlords, but the thing is, is like they introduced him really subtly in Cataclysm. Kinda. Like you didn't, you didn't see him much in Cataclysm at all, unless you were playing a rogue. And, and if you were playing a rogue, oh man, all of a sudden you got like his entire backstory, and then he followed us into Pandaria, and that's when everybody else got to see him. You know. Um, but he's one of those characters that I find endlessly fascinating, and I hope that he doesn't get that same treatment where he just fades away, or or we have to kill him. Ugh, I don't want to kill him. I like him. 
I mean, I guess like there's other characters like like predate the game. Like the dragon aspects have shown up a few times. Yeah. And they're still technically floating around out there. Uh, we finally got to see, you know, Yasera uh, and Nosdormu in Kata. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I honestly, I think this is one of the problems of the game is that it, it kind of does. You can only focus on so much. And they seem to like yeah. to focus on the big players more than. And a select, a select number of the big players. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for we still have not really gotten, and I don't know that we ever will or even ever really need to, but we've never really gotten anything that really focused on the gnomes. And for, for that matter, uh, until fairly recently, the uh, the Torrin haven't gotten a whole heck of a lot of focus. The closest the Torrin got the focus was their faction leader got killed and stayed dead. And I still really, like I said, oh, that, there's that's, that's the she other died. reason why I wanted to see... That's the other reason why I wanted to see more development with this whole Anshi thing, because it was Torin history, and we don't yeah. really have a lot of that. So no. I was kind of bummed. I mean, Bane is one of the characters who's actually shown up in books, but you haven't really done much in the game. Instead of giving us Torin lore, they do like the alternate, not Torin, but totally Torin history, like the Tonka. Yeah, yeah the Tonka or the Yongol. <laughs> yeah. And but. don't get me wrong, those guys are cool too, but... What about the people that we've been playing all these years, you know? Yeah. Kind of seems like they could have just made him Torin. Yeah, maybe. Just right. Northern Torin or Snow Torin or Well, the, the thing with the Tonka is they at least Panda actually Torin. did call them they called them Winter Torin. Yeah, they're they're there is they're an offshoot of the Torin race, so yeah. All right, the next email, um I think it's from uh Buta. Yeah, Buta the Warlock, okay. Isn't that a bad word? I think it might be, but I don't know. If that is a bad word, I apologize to people for reading it. Um, sorry. Uh, so I faction changed uh, to Alliance to raid with an awesome guild. Loving it, BTW. The problem is I've been a diehard hordy since TBC launch, and I'm having trouble finding my racial home on the blue side. I started out gnome and, well, nah. Too small. My mechsmogs look wonky. Lore-wise, they're a fine fit, but I can't get past the aesthetics. Now I'm human just for the rep buff for Pathfinder. And I know I won't stay that way long. I don't know why I, I loathe Warcraft humans so. Too common in a fantasy setting, uh, but I do. So that leaves me with Worgen and Dwarf as my remaining possibilities. I figured I'd ask you guys for a compelling argument lore-wise or on both to help me decide on the impending race change. Thanks for making my commute entertaining and lending your input on this difficult decision. Cheers. Uh, this can certainly get shelved if needed. I literally just started the Pathfinder rep grind, so I'm probably three weeks before I change. Well, we didn't shelve it, so... Uh, are you stuck on those two options? Because uh, I gotta be honest with you, I can't play dwarves in Warcraft. Like I cannot play them. I, I was I just tried. gonna say worgen because worgen are cool, but you know, I yeah. like worgen. I, I don't I, actually I, have a worgen character. Every once in a while, though, I'll make one just to play through the starting experience because I like it so much. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I have a couple of worgen. I've got a worgen at level like it was almost level 100 now, and I have another worgen that I'm working on. I I, I do like the worgen quite a bit, but um. I still I have a hard time recommending Worgen because a Worgen female that that face still bugs me and it will always bug me because that is not how snarling works. Wolves do not snarl by opening the sides of their mouths while yeah. keeping the front closed. Nobody does that. That is just weird. I just tried to recreate it and realized you can't. Um, <laughs> just in general, that has always bothered me. If you go go out and look at a wolf snarling, sometime we find a picture of it or whatever. Don't actually go out into the woods and anger a wolf. That's not a good idea. Um, but Wolves lift their lip when they snarl. The whole lip. You can see yeah, the, the front teeth. The front gums up. Not that's just in one fact, little bit. Yeah, that's in fact how they're threatening. 
They're threatening you with those teeth. They're saying, see these things? I will bite you. See not these like you big fangs? Not the side of my mouth. Yeah, so that's always bothered me, and I always wish they would go back to the previous model that, that you know. I liked have the that. original one. It looked okay. It wasn't perfect, but it looked better than what we got. Uh, the, the problem with the original models is they weren't necessarily bad. The problem was Worgen are supposed to be werewolves, and the original male looked like a lion, and the original female looked like a fox. Yeah, but yeah. the original female, they didn't. all they did was make it snarl. That doesn't make it any look any less foxy. It just makes it look like a fox with a really weird side problem. Yeah. The male is but, actually straight up improved. They made the male look better. I like the male. I think it looks like a good werewolf thing. The female, I'm not. So if if you don't ever intend to play a female, cool. Worgen's a good way to go. Uh, as for dwarves, if you like dwarves in fantasy games, the wow, the, the wow dwarf is the perfect distillation of every trope and stereotype about dwarves you've ever seen. If that is something you like then by all means, go. Have at it. Um, in terms of them as lore characters, I mean, dwarves have interesting history. Like, for one thing, the dwarves have the whole uh, Titan-created thing going on. They've got, like, the whole, our king decided to do a ritual for, like, you know, without really pay, reading the fine print, and now he's he's a big diamond thing going on. Which, if, you, if you're into that, they've got, like, kind of Games of Thrones situation going on with the three, you know, Council of Three Hammers thing where they're all plotting and scheming. So... If you like that kind of stuff, there's dwarves. I personally would much rather play a worgen than a dwarf. It's Alex? A... Um, I have no input on this. Rather, I spent time looking at Buddha because it's not a bad word. I was just going uh, to mention that. <laughs> there, I, I can't find any language in which it's a bad word, but there's a similar word that is a bad word, and I'm not going to say that one. But uh, uh, it could either be a uh, Sanskrit term for a supernatural car- uh, creature like a ghost. Or it could be a Tulu language form of worship, I believe. I think it was probably referring to ghost and this person was a forsaken warlock. Okay. Because that would be tremendously appropriate. Then they are a Sanskrit ghost. There you go. Alrighty. Well, our last email is from Luthor. And he, he specifically states it's pronounced like Lex Luthor. So I must assume you are Lex Luthor. Oh boy. Human Retribution Paladin, the kind of profession that Lex Luthor would pick, because it's evil. Uh, Khadgar U.S., the light of dawn. Greeting Lords of Lore, I have an interesting one for you at this time. I was sitting on the Legion site and thinking about Illidan, and was looking at his eyes. This made me think of Sargeras giving Illidan those magical eyes, which led me to the Over the Shark and Around the Woods shed to my question. Is fell magic more powerful? Have you ever heard that before? No. Has anybody you... said that in the history of ever? Led me over the shark and around the woodshed? Well, he did. There stuff? it is. Like... <laughs> Like a Alex, cat full of rocking uh, chairs. Can we finish the email? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. Is fell magic more powerful than arcane magic? Sargeras was attracted to the Eridar because of their mastery of magic. Kiljade and Archimonde accepted his pro- his prefer of power, and he gave them a sort of magical steroid transformation, boosting their power and corruption, corrupting them with fail magic. In Warlords, we see the Gul'dan outmatch Khadgar at every turn. Khadgar, for all intents and purposes, is probably the Guardian, or a version of the Guardian, tinfoil happen, it makes sense. Okay, so Gul'dan number one was probably no match for Medivh, or was he? Of course, Gul'dan is empowered beyond any mortal mage by the Legion, but even the things he was able to do in our original timeline seem a lot more advanced and powerful than anyone besides the Guardian. Illidan himself was a masterful mage, became even more powerful after he supposedly defected to the Legion. He 
outstrips seemingly every other mage of his race after he embraces fell magic, and this is before he ate Gul'dan's number one skull. Uh, even Terran Gore in the Oshanai dungeon shows up in literally one shots like 20 people with fell magic. So is fell magic innately more powerful? It seems that every mage who turns into a warlock fully embraces fell magic over the arcane. Thank you for all your hard work. Sincerely, Luthor. P.S. Like definitely. No, uh, fell magic is basically comes from like the twisty nether, but it's kind of corruption. It, they, there's actually a really good write-up on this uh, I remember reading. Fell magic basically is the magic of sacrifice. It's the magic where you kill somebody to gain power. Uh, it, as a result of that, it's not more powerful than arcane magic, but it's a lot easier to get. You, In order to get arcane magic, usually you have to draw it you know, through a source. Like the Well of Eternity is a source on Azeroth, which pull, basically pulls pure Twisting Nether magic through into our world. And it's very hard to get otherwise. Whereas fell magic, it's a magic of sacrifice. It's not necromancy, although necromancy can be powered with fell magic. Um, but fell magic is about destruction. It's about destroying things utterly in order to empower you. Uh, and as a result, you can be very powerful with it without actually being very... Like, you don't have to have the knowledge and skill it takes to manipulate arcane magic. All you have to do is come up with a way to kill things or destroy things. Um, there's a really good write-up of it. I really need to go I find it. I liked that part of the reason people that practice fell magic are so powerful is because they came into practicing fell magic from practicing another school of magic, whether it be arcane, like with mages, or shamans, with like yeah. the, the early warlocks, shamans. The shaman were uh, pretty much converted over to warlock arts. And having that prior knowledge of how to practice magic kind of helped them with that. I mean, yeah. even the Eridar, you look at the Eridar, they were the like galaxy's most powerful spellcasters or whatever. There was a reason that Sargeras recruited them. It's because they were so powerful to begin with. You and now they don't that have spell magic in there. They won't have any problems mastering it. Plus it there's no, there's no me... constraint for them either. No, they don't have to worry. Like shamans have to ask the elements. Whereas arcane, you know, arcane mages have to like draw the power from the twisting nether, uh, you know, Various other people who've become warlocks have had to have other sources. Yeah. Once you start practicing fell magic, you can basically just start burning other things for power. Yep. That's why, by the way, that's why the original Draenor became Outland, and before it became Outland, it was falling apart and dying because was, the warlock magic was killing the planet. It was just taking everything. Yeah. That's why all the all the plants were dying. Everything was getting twisted and corrupted because that's what fell magic does to empower itself. It destroys life. Yeah. yeah. It, it just kind of seems like the people who go into fell magic are the kind of people who don't mind spikes coming out of their back nope. and people who stick to stuff like the arcane are like all right well if i do anything else i'm gonna have spikes coming out of my back so i have good. standards yeah. <laughs> so the fell magic will make me powerful yes very much so and there are no side effects well you will turn bright red grow vampire fangs and wander around screaming the power of the power all the time interesting and then people will come Possibly farming. Possibly trying to make people drink things. That's also like, okay. one of the... You take, like, my rogue character, okay? Let's say my rogue is a pretty darn good rogue in the universe of World of Warcraft. Then somebody comes along and says, I can make you even better. You go, okay, how? I'll have to take your eyeballs. Eh, not really interested in that. Thanks, though. I kind of like my eyes where they are. Thanks. I'm good. I'm good with having eyeballs. I'm, I'm happy with the current arena, but thank you for the offer. I yeah, still just like like how, you know, Goldon kept the blood was, cup around. He kept the cup around. It was like he turned into it was like he, he enrolled in the Burning Legions version of Mary Kay <laughs> or Avon 
where he went I, around. He's like I imagine, trying to get everybody to drink the thing. I imagine he was wearing one of those things that you can wear under your shirt to sneak booze into a into a, like a ball game. Like it's a camel pack. Yeah. But he it was full of blood. blood out. I just yeah. like to think that he's trying to get people to drink because he really wants that fell green Cadillac. He needs to hit his quota this month. <laughs> if he hits his quota. No, no, it's not a pyramid scheme. I just need you not to get at all. Not at all. everyone in your tribe to drink this green goo. And then each of you gets ten more orcs to drink this green goo. <laughs> Alrighty. I'll point out that I didn't nar- I didn't like mark out once for Gul'dan this week, and that's a thing. <laughs> and uh, can you basically run us through the, the pitch for us tonight? <laughs> Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow without the fell liquid, thankfully. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or even the queue, and an ads-free site experience. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, gonna, this has been. I'm going to interject before we wrap up. I apologize. I'm going to ruin everything. Uh, I have to interject. Uh, next month's BlizzCon, and it's a, a pretty significant expense. So if you haven't given to our Patreon, um, if you can, you know, if you don't usually give to that kind of thing, like if you want to throw in like a buck to help, you know, cover, help us, you know, give you really strong BlizzCon coverage, you know, that would be a tremendous help. And I also want to mention that we've previously discussed uh, talking some advertisement stuff on the podcast. And starting next week, we're going to have a short little thing in each episode uh, just to help us pay for the the time invested in the podcast. It's a serious labor of love right now. And uh, we're going to try to keep it non-intrusive. It's going to be, you know, quick, clean. If it's something you're interested in, great. If it's not, it'll be over in about a minute. That's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, and that's the podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host. And Ian and Alex have been with me this week, as they always are. And this has been the show. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.